Last time on Odyssey. Charlotte Greenman, Allison Taylor, and James Lamb, along with Thorn Starlet and MO5, had stolen a buggy to make their way to the band members' memorial concert. They found themselves at a stoplight next to a farmer and his buddies whose space corn they had crushed with a different buggy earlier. Uh, the the tractor next to you with this uh, old man on it that says, w- w- uh, uh, You're the ones that destroyed my corn! Uh, let's get him, guys! There were also cops nearby. We didn't have the floor at homie. He was putting his gun down. I showed him the cops. I gotta go fast, James. This escalated into another hot pursuit, which even went through a shopping mall, until they finally got everyone off their tail. If those fuckers had listened to my albums, they would have known not to mess with Busta Cat. Is that the first time you've ever shot at someone before, James? Only then to realize, the buggy they had stolen had belonged to a mob of illegal gun dealers. Yeah, th- these are um, some of the guns we've sold. And it's not good that we stole their vehicle with all their guns in it and stuff. And uh, it can't be traced back to me or I'm fucking dead. Abandoning the buggy, the group boarded a train and then shortly arrived at the stadium where the memorial was to take place. And um, you leave the train station and uh, you immediately see like, um, you know, just illuminated signs and and billboards everywhere that... uh, talk about the event coming up it says um the main speaking guest is going to be uh as i said earlier moog and then um the main musical guest will be um hologrammed in via uh, um entanglement link and it is uh the artist currently known as fabergé guys are in the tube station <laughs> after just flying uh across this planet in a in a fucking tube vehicle thing some may call it a mass driver or you landed in a tube it really wasn't a tube flying through the air well i guess it was shaped more like a you know a short tube <laughs> i'm terrible Nothing. at describing She's these through. things she must be distracted by her time zones no i'm yeah anyway um <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I don't remember the last thing we did. We're on our way to the memorial, motherfucker. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, okay. And uh, unlike the other station, this station is full of people. And about half of them look exactly like you all. Just in various um, degrees of fashion. Yo, this is bringing back some memories that I did not miss. Same. I don't know. It's kind of neat. Is it, though? Like the early point in our career where we'd be getting off of trains and stuff before we got our own personal, you know, fucking transportation and we'd be dealing with these crowds and shit. 
Yeah, but like now that they kind of they all look like us, it's a lot easier. Remember that first time after we started to get big and they they hadn't started doing like this face bullshit. We almost didn't make it to the venue because people just kept mobbing us for pictures and stuff. I always start sweating when you start talking about our backstory because I don't know if you're going to start making shit up about me and my tattoos and shit. <laughs> Listen, you can make shit up about me too if you wanted to. It's called I appreciate improv. That one, thanks. You can give me some <laughs> bullshit too. Yo, uh, Starlet, you know where we're going out here? Where do we got to get to this memorial? Uh, yeah, we're, we're real close. I've. <laughs> I've never seen this many people this way, like that. That were fans too. Like, I, I kind of thought I was one of the last few. This is Starlet. When the chips really divide themselves, people tend to reveal their true character. And while your true character has always been on the outside. It doesn't mean that it hasn't been the same for the rest of these folks. <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe this is false character. Like these people heard about our death and they're just jumping on the bandwagon, even though they hadn't listened to us in at least a decade. They still once listened to us, James. Maybe they did or else they found out that their friends, parents liked us and they're trying to be all sad about our deaths. And they're like, who is this? I don't remember any of their songs. You don't think people still remember us at all? I thought they did, but we got to this camp and they're talking about how we're posers and most of them said, oh, that's so old. My parents listened to that well, shit. Well, let's see what happens at the memorial, James. If the memorial includes what I think it probably will, I do believe that you will immediately know that many, many people cared about our existence. I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood because I'm fucking tired. We've been going at this a long time, and I'm coming down from my gun high, you know what I'm saying? You want a uh, little bit of a pick-me-up, James? No, I don't want a pick-me-up. I'm <laughs> fine. I'll just deal. Hey, yo, like, I'll, I'll take a pick-me-up. Oh, yeah. Great Britain, you want one? At this point, how long have we been going without actually resting? It hasn't been an awful long time, because you guys came out of hypersleep, and that was, like, not even a full day ago. Yeah, but it was like three months of hypersleep. I just think that my energy levels are going to be dead. I don't think we've established like the, the long-term effects of hypersleep or anything, but if you want to have that uh, be on the list, then then sure. And I'll hold you to it from any other time that you have it. Right. So, Brian, deal or no deal? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. What's the ben Are there any benefits to this? It sounds pretty bad. Well, you're the one that just, like, uh, you know, spoke it into existence that, like, because you were in hypersleep, you might be tired right now. Well, I'll, I'll add on to it. I'll say, oh, I was in hypersleep, and then I immediately got this adrenaline high from shooting people and running from cops, and now I'm tired. Oh, okay. So Brian well, I have something to fix that. He's tired. Well, I think I'm okay for right now, but thank you. I could go for a cup of coffee. That that would be all. Right. Thorn and Charlie will do some fat lines right off of her fucking palm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right off of what? Probably right off of M O five. Her palm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
thought I, that might have been a way for me to get another uh, that tickles <laughs> kind of thing going on. <laughs> Bend over, MO5. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of show do you think this is, Brian? <laughs> well, we are doing drugs. <laughs> and we started Wolf off of in a giant tube in I will not space. have you guys ruin my, my sweet, sweet, innocent MO5. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, because storing drugs in him and then getting him in a gunfight wasn't bad enough. No. There are some lines you just can't cross, though. So, uh, as you guys are all doing this, like, um, Starlet, she, um, you know, as she's kind of in awe of all these other people dressed as uh, and looking like um, the Aldrins, um, she kind of smirks and, like, pulls her hair back behind her ear. And when she does that, it reveals, like, that huge like gash that's has like the the star blood on it and everything like that and it's like super obvious her forehead is like glowing right now oh maybe uh, don't make yourself so obvious starlet you know there's gotta be something at some corner store that we can get for that yeah um i guess in the meantime and she kind of roughs her hair up and, and like you know kind of swishes it over to the side to where it kind of covers that and um she says you you all look pretty rough too um you're all bleeding in various forms <laughs> from all the the chases that you've been on i'd say that uh charlie probably looks the best out of all of you you know maybe we should just go to the bathroom for a minute and try to clean up <laughs> is there a bathroom in this train station there absolutely is several okay Let's go this way. I was just telling we got out of a mosh pit. Is that something that kids still do? Or you could wipe the fucking blood off of yourself. I'll go with Great Britain to clean myself off. Thank you. I guess I'm with Thorn and MO5. All right. Okay. I'll go into the bathroom. Yeah, I assume there's other people in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a full train station, and um, a lot of them look exactly like you. In fact, walking in, you uh, bump shoulders against somebody who's like, it looks like you but you know maybe 10 years ago and like is dressed like you like 10 years ago where it's like a form of fashion that you've left behind long ago oh yo what's good homie uh not much homie just you know doing my thing how about you yeah i dig the threads yeah they're not the the latest but i i think that everything you know since this time kind of uh is on the downside you dig you been a fan for long Oh, always. Oh, yeah, you've been uh, keeping up with, you know, rhyme crimes and shit? Oh, you know it, boy. And he kind of, like, snaps his fingers <laughs> at you. <and laughs> when I hear it, I kind of die inside a little bit. <laughs> You're like, that's what I sound like. <laughs> hey, yo, I think maybe you want to work on that. Oh, no, man, it's friggity fresh, yo. <laughs> Hey, man, <laughs> I got to get going to the thing. You know, I'm sure you're going too, but uh, I just got to say, I think you might need to take care of yourself a bit before you get down there. Yeah, sure. You, you got a little, uh, and he like points to um, like his forehead, but meaning your forehead where there's just like a lot of blood. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I, you know, I was in a gunfight, you know, just another day in the streets. Man, you need to get better at your gunfights, Holmes. Oh, it's not my blood. 
yeah and uh he goes out and he kind of like uh gives you a light punch to the shoulder as he's uh walking out and then goes peace yeah <laughs> later yo thorny yeah man do you hear that shit yeah what the hell was that about <laughs> i don't know if you know this bro but that's what you sound like Nah, nah, that's not what I sound like, yo. Yeah, totally, dude. Oh, it hurts to fucking laugh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yo, MO5, do I really sound like that? I don't sound like that. Of course not. Yeah, see? Thanks. Your voice is much more annoying. <laughs> yo, fuck you. Here <laughs> go pee. <laughs> Thorn is like uh, got his shirt off and he's like trying to like um, you know g- grab rolls of toilet paper and like sop up the blood that's like oozing from his shoulder and everything like that and um, all the the people around there some people kind of giving him um, you know kind of weird looks and glances and everything but a lot of them are just like completely ignoring it like uh, like city dwellers would normally do. I'm going to, uh, after that terrible interaction, I'm going to mostly ignore everybody, but I'm also not going to clean up entirely for some <laughs> stupid ass reason. James is kind of liking the aesthetic, you know? Okay. And that's about all I'm going to do. All right. Yeah. And, uh, Thorn does his best and, uh, then kind of just like without the lack of anything better to use, like he takes a lot more, um, toilet paper and then wraps it around as if it's gauze. and then puts his shirt back on um he kind of uh rinses out the shirt too to get most of the blood off and then rings it and then puts it back on so he's like soaking wet when he walks out of here (laughs) and uh the ladies get back out of the their restroom situation too uh pretty soon here and you guys can see that like outside the main entrance to this uh station you could see the plex like just across the way it's like lit up with tons of lights and everything like that and just the masses are just all funneling in towards that direction well i guess we gotta go that way after james has kind of looked at himself in the reflection when he comes out of the bathroom he's walking with more of a swagger than he normally would are you okay james yeah it looks good let's go okay are you doing that thing where you like take a step and then they like kind of dip down and then take a step? And oh then dip yeah, down? dude. Oh. I'm Will Smith in it. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's go. All right, and uh, as you're walking out of this place, you do notice that there are some um, public security officials that are going around and trying to check IDs of people that that look um, like you guys. And they're going around to random people. So um, let's see if they notice you guys. Uh, I would roll a, um, you would roll for stealth, yeah. Oh, I have stealth. Hey. Uh, so do I. Barely. I'm sneaky. No, I'm not. That's a four. <laughs> four. <laughs> well, you guys are lucky. On uh, my end, I rolled a one. So, um, yep, none of you are getting noticed uh, for right now. And uh, you managed to just kind of keep your head low and duck past as um, <laughs> James, you notice in particular that that one guy you were just talking to in the bathroom, he gets uh, stopped. He's starting to get hassled and he is uh, not taking it well. Yo, man, what the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, we got some poor ass imitations around this joint. What? He looks just like you did like 10 years ago. No, I, I get that. It's easy to put on a fucking coat. You should hear him talk. He talks like a motherfucker. Well, so do you. Nah, I'm I'm straight, honest to God. <laughs> You're, You're a straight, honest to God motherfucker as opposed to just a normal motherfucker. I, I sound just like a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, the numbers are just coming in. Yes, we've lost New York as a, a follower base. <laughs> Um, what is our surroundings? Do we, like, see the venue or concert or whatever it is? Oh, yeah, it's almost all you can see. It's a huge place. I mean, just think of the, the biggest, like, sort of, like, you know, something like Staples Center or something like that, but times 100. I mean, this thing is the, the biggest, um, you know, venue on the planet. Indoor, and, like a uh, stadium? Um, it's kind of an indoor-outdoor thing, it, like the Roman Colosseum, to where like there's like a big sort of building that's round, but then there's like an open inside, and you can see sort of, uh, all sorts of lights like pouring in, uh, or pouring out from the inside of this thing. And also a lot of those um, reflectors that um, orbit around the planet, a lot of them are kind of pointed in this general direction that give the, um, the appearance of like a glow. To where um, a lot of this area is dark. Um, by the way, the, the central city is right on the um, northern pole of this planet, so it's like right in the kind of twilight zone or whatever, where all the light is on one side of the, the planet. But um, it's always getting some amount of just straight up sunlight, but it is uh, augmented by the reflectors that orbit around. Ugh. After seeing the quality of the imitators, I'm not sure I want to attend my own memorial. Yo, what if they're going to bring up some paparazzi shit James, about us? we need to attend. For what? I mean, what, are we, what is this good for? We need to know where we stand if we're going to come back. Because our manager's a motherfucker. And he's not like you being a motherfucker. He's just like straight up bad. We got to go announce that we're not dead, basically. He's going to be here? They're sending somebody that knows us. Leslie? I think? No, it's Moog. Moog is coming. Well, that's what you thought, right? I thought Moog was a cool cat. Moog is a cool cat. What are we going to try to do? Catch him backstage and push him up against the wall or some shit? Yes. Hey, how about we uh, just kind of establish right now we keep the knives in our pants, you know what I'm saying? Why would you keep knives in your pants? You keep them in the holster. I can't guarantee that, James. We just been through some shit, and there's going to be cops crawling all over this place. And James, who got you out of it? I'm just saying, like, that was small and crackers I'm compared to where we saying, are now. I'm just trust me. I'm about 70-30 on that right now. Um, why? Right, never mind. Don't, don't answer that. We just need to get ourselves to Moog so we can prove that we know what's going on and that we're still alive. And we can How are we going to even get backstage? Yo, they're going to have security all over the fucking place. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's There's go a lot find of... out. Mm, I don't like this. Standing around talking about it's not going to get us there. She has a point, James. All right, fuck it. All right. And so as you 
walk up to this thing. Um, you make it across the street and into the like sort of main parking lot for this venue, and it is just packed to the gills, and everybody's funneling in sort uh, towards the ticket offices and stuff like that. And these lines are just like incredibly long. You can already hear like some uh, music and stuff happening from inside the building. Um, roll a, I would say a common knowledge check. Two. <laughs> Double ones. Um, that's 11. Okay, so, uh, Allison, you would remember that whenever you guys used to come to shows and stuff, a lot of times, um, the talent wouldn't come right through the front. They would come through the back, and the, uh, security situation there was a lot more lax and stuff, since there were so many, like, bands and tech people coming and going and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so here's what we need to do. You remember how, like, we always had groupies and stuff that helped us bring in all our stuff? Yeah. So we just need to get around to the back, and we look like them, so we can just be like, yeah, we're, you know, groupies, we're helping with the, I don't know, microphone cord, whatever bullshit we come up with. Right? First first point of order, uh, they're called roadies, by the way. <laughs> groupies are, no, are a little bit different. we're groupies, because we look like the fucking band. I know a roadie is a different thing. <laughs> I just had to make sure. Is it usually the um, people that look like the band that, like, you know, tend to try to bang the band? <laughs> of course they do. That's what the band is attracted like to. looking yourself in the face and fucking <laughs> <laughs> Okay, groupies it is. <laughs> this sounds a little bit demeaning to me. You don't exist, James. How is this demeaning? Carry someone else's shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm not used to this. Okay, Charlie? Let's go backstage. James can be up here and be on his fucking high horse. I don't care. Yeah, I'll let you know if there's any trouble. Right. Alright, so, um, yeah, uh, James, you get in line in the front here, and, um, literally everybody else goes around the other way. I'll get back to... Um, everyone else. I'll start with, with uh, James Lamb here. And so, um, yeah, you're, you're standing in line for a good amount of time. And uh, eventually, <laughs> your best friend from the train station <laughs> stands up next to you, and he's finally gotten in line too. So, yo, homie, how much you get your tickets for? Oh, fuck, my tickets. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you saying you didn't get your tickets Where do we yet? even get them? I don't even... Man... Oh, fuck. Dude, they've been sold out for, like, you know, almost since the announcement. I had to get mine as soon as I heard the news. Yo, you gotta give me your ticket. I ain't giving you my ticket, homie. I, I can get you. You straight tripping, <laughs> bud. I can get you backstage fucking passes to the Rhyme Crimes show next time we come by here. How are you gonna get in backstage? You can't even get in the front <laughs> stage right now because you ain't got no ticket. Yo, listen. <laughs> I don't want you to go around saying anything to anybody, but just between you and me, I'm the real Buster Cap, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're straight tripping. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, everybody. This dog no, thinks Uncle. he's the real James Lamb. 
Oh my get god. Fucking down, homie. Listen, I can get you autographs. I can give you my fucking hat. Look, real earpieces and I'll push the button and my antennas will pop out again. Bitch, those things old as fuck. <laughs> Why don't you autograph this right here? And he grabs his crotch and shakes it at you. <laughs> Yo, fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna um what is the what does the front of the line look like? What is the security lineup and the and the and the gates and stuff? So um, the security is like um, once you get past the gates, um, the the gates are all like those sort of uh, ticket collector things and then um, turnstiles where you put your ticket in the thing. And um, there's just tons of line that you would have to skip to even get up to there. But once you get up there, you notice that there are um, security guys and. They're, they're kind of using their best judgment to try to see who they want to, you know, flag and try to check their IDs and everything like that. So they're not checking everybody. But, um, yeah, there, there is a good amount of um, public safety officers up there. Okay. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna approach one and just kind of try and side cut in line a little bit. You're walking up past the lines and stuff? Yeah. <clears throat> As you are, you, you're just like a line of people being like... Boo! Fuck you! Get in the back of the line! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, um, yeah, the, the rest of you, it's gonna take, like, a little bit of time to get around this building, since it is just gigantic. But, um, I'll, I'll say that it took quite a bit of time for James to even get to, you know, where he had this idea and this um, interaction with the other, the other James Lamb. So, uh, yeah, you, you get around to the back and, yeah, you see, like, a ton of, um, like, tour vehicles. Uh, some are terrestrial buses and stuff. Um, you see quite a line of those, of uh, the cover bands that are from the planet. And then you see quite a few that are, um, you know, made for, for going in, into space and to other systems and all that kind of stuff. Charlie is going to grab some mushrooms out of uh, MO5. And she's going to walk up to the nearest, like, guard and say, Hey, I have some boomers for me in the band if, uh, you know, I can get past. He, um, kind of <clears throat> clears his throat and, like, looks around at, like, see if any of the other guards are noticing. And he's like, for real? For real? You want some? Show me what you got. She's gonna pull out a big ass bag of fucking mushrooms. So roll a um, persuasion check for me. All right. Uh, six. Okay. He's like, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, but uh, goddamn, that's a fat bag, you know. <laughs> and uh, he holds out his hand. She's gonna hand him a large, uh, capped mushroom. Alright. Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do it, but nah, uh, I'm gonna it, take man. this shit right eat now. It. Like, eat yeah, it, no. eat it right now, yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, he kind of, like, you know, kind of slaps your, uh, shoulder with his hand as he's, No, uh, she's gonna going. grab him by the neck and she's just gonna plant a huge kiss on his cheek. Whoa! Yeah, you get your silly asses in there. And Charlie will grab onto Allison and drag her inside. Listen, man, you're the best. And I'll kiss his other cheek. 
Yeah, just make sure you, you know, like, help out and uh, share the wealth, right? Absolutely. We have plenty of wealth. <laughs> nice. Well, hit me back up on the way out, you know, after all this silver. Charlie will go into MO5 and she'll grab out another uh, tab of acid and she'll hand it to the guard. Woo! All right, I'm going to save this for later. <laughs> uh, no, this, this might be a little no, bit too... no, 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 no. My friends, oh, damn. my love, uh, my beauty, we are celebrating the life of the Aldrins. What you know, right. better you occasion? Right. He goes and sticks the tab on his tongue and, you know, kind of sticks his tongue exaggeratedly out at you to show that he put it on there. Charlie will plant one right on his fucking lips, like just a Bugs Bunny fucking kiss. <laughs> oh man, you're making me blush. And then she'll proceed inside without any more words. And he just has that look like, <laughs> oh, love, like when uh, Luke Skywalker gets kissed by Leia in the um <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Which you know, thinking back on, uh, but you know. He seemed mighty proud of himself in that moment. And so does this guard. <laughs> well, luckily for this guard, we are definitely not related. Yeah. <laughs> 20 episodes later and I bust this out on you. <laughs> you know that one guard? Uh... <laughs> okay. So, we gotta find Moog. Probably there's a green room, right? Exactly. Uh, how... We search for the room that is the most guarded, Great Britain. Did we play this um, venue before? Last time we were here. Roll a common knowledge. Yeah, I think that would be the one. Okay. Five. All right, that's enough. Yeah, you um, you remember playing here before, um, and a lot of these places have a similar layout especially the ones that are like this sort of coliseum type venue and um so you you have a, a pretty good idea that it would be several floors up and um you know kind of just intermixed with a lot of the um the backstage production things and stuff let's make our way there great britain absolutely okay so if we go if i'm remembering correctly Normally, the green rooms are this way. Let's go. I'm going to pop into MO5 and grab out a bottle and uh, take a couple of uh, shots of whiskey. Oh, hey. And follow Great Britain. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I'll give you both uh, binnies for that. And then I'll uh, transfer back over to James, who also has got a binny for, for his trials and tribulations in the front of the line. I would like to scan the area for scalpers. All right, roll the notice check for me. Scanning vicinity. Motherfucker. Well, there goes my Benny. I'm working. <laughs> nope. Benny number two. I'm going to get this right. Nine. Okay, yeah. You um, you tend to notice somebody that's, like, um, really kind of shifty looking, standing off to the side that is, like kind of standing between the building and like some shrubs and stuff like that and kind of set off away from the the ticket booths a little bit. I'm going to approach him and say, hey man, you got tickets or what? Yeah, uh, 
how many are asking? It kind of gives you that look like it's uh, a money question and not like an actual who <laughs> question. I'm solo here and listen, I'm having a little bit of issue with my cards and I don't even have much in the way of whatever you call chuffed in cash on me, but I got something good for you. Trust me on this one. What do you got laid on the line? In full fucking nation, homie. I'm out of here. Yo, listen, wait oh up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> you, you a music lover, yeah? You know, you know, you know the big names? I'm a money lover. Let me float this one by it. This could make you the big bucks, I Mo Cheek from fucking Penicity Records, the guy that handles all of rhyme crimes, labels, and music and everything. <laughs> Mo Cheek. <laughs> Listen. Why don't you spell that for me, just so I have it right in my notes? <laughs> M-O-E space J-E-E-K. Okay. And you said that he's the producer of Rhyme Crimes? He's, uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, head of Penicity Records. The head of penis. <laughs> he's the penis head? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's what I got. Phone numbers. Mailing address. Address of the studio, people he works with. I can give it all to you, and you can do any number of things. You can get people in with them. They pay you the big bucks to talk to the big names. You can fucking send him mixtapes. I don't know, the possibilities are endless. I only need one ticket. Roll a persuasion check for me. Ha! Well, oh, that's a popcorn, too. Well, it turns into a five. Okay. He, um, says, all right, uh, hand it over. Let me, let me cross-check your reference here. Uh, I, can I look at the ticket? I don't, you don't gotta hand it to me. I just want to make sure that it's not fucking forged. You know what I'm saying? He opens his jacket, and you can see several tickets in there. Yeah, looks good enough to me. Here you go. I'm gonna pull out my phone and just start um, scrolling through my contacts and showing him all the stuff I've got in this guy's in this guy's personal info, and say, uh, I don't know, I can send it to you. You can copy it down, take a picture, whatever you got to do. He um, opens his phone and starts like you know going through the the space internet there and kind of trying to double check anything that he can to kind of verify what you have in there, and then he jots down the number. And uh, then he calls it, and you um, <laughs> <laughs> you hear him uh, say, "Hey, yo, this Mojik." <laughs> and then, like, you hear a pause, and you're just like waiting for it, uh, like any response or whatever. And then he clicks off the phone, and he puts the phone in his pocket. And he says, "Yeah, checks out. Here you go." He gives you a ticket. Thanks, a bundle. I'm gonna stick it in my coat and then march back towards the gates. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to wait in line all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, while you're uh, waiting in line, um, we'll jump back to uh, the others who are now on the fourth floor, um, kind of around the um, east side of the building. We're 100% just looking for Moog. Okay. And, and I just gotta say something real quick. Um, East side is a very relative term to this building because since it's on the North Pole, every side would be south. 
<laughs> that's trippy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just just pointing that out. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but just uh, pointing that out. All right. <laughs> okay. So this way. All right. And uh, as you're walking through this hallway, um, you notice that uh, there's a lot of display things that are kind of in storage back here that would normally be kind of out in the in the thing itself. And so, um, you know, from like different sporting events, things and other sort of shows that they would have here when they're not in current use, they kind of get brought back into the, the catacombs of of this place and um even though you know the like where you're supposed to be going it's a lot more confusing than you remember it being um and uh it is kind of a maze back here why don't you guys roll me a notice check it's a four double four that's uh five all right so um you you guys are noticing rooms like every you know 20 30 feet or so and every once in a while um you kind of pop your head in one of the rooms and kind of look around to see if you're going in the the right direction and stuff and a lot of these are storage rooms um one of them through a set of double doors you open up and it's like um this um umbilicus that leads to a um another like wing of this building that's like an offshoot and um through there you can see like glass doors at the end of that hallway and through those uh glass doors you notice that there's like a big open space and kind of a lot of uh lights and everything in there i want to go in there all right uh you guys make your way to the end of the tunnel and on the other side of these uh glass doors you notice that it's this planet's version of kind of the rock and roll hall of fame and so there's like a ton of memorabilia like all over the walls and then like other sort of wings of this offshoot building and all that kind of stuff and one of the things you notice in the center of this building um is a big in the big open space there is a rather familiar vehicle to you guys it's the uh space shuttle challenger and it was your original first tour bus it's our motherfucking bus charlie do you think it still runs it would make sense that they would grab it, but... Well, yeah. I might be able to get it running again, if it doesn't. Nothing else would give us something off this planet, because it's ours. Motherfuckers. Where is James? Lord knows. Why didn't he come back here with us? Um, because he decided that he would be better serviced out there, I guess, looking for things. Lord knows what he's up to. But we're looking for Moog, so... Let's find Moog. Yeah. Yes. Let's go there. All right, so you guys uh, turn back around and go back into the the Coliseum, and um, you're looking around for um, a little bit more. Um, eventually, you go up another floor, and you start to um, hear a lot of commotion and stuff, and you see um, things being moved around, uh, instrument-like things stuff i'm gonna head towards that all right and go ahead and roll some uh notice checks for me all right five fucking a that is a fucking seven oh, okay so um 
you notice uh, several different sets of uh, of groupies, as we'll call them, I guess now. <laughs> and um, they're all moving all sorts of uh, equipment. A lot of them are, you know, just carrying just tons of cables. Not and, all and roadies like are groupies. But yes. Yep, that's that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have to be groupies. I'm just saying we were trying to be groupies. Okay. And uh, you notice that uh, several of them are pushing this gigantic uh, white piano um, towards, uh, like, down the hallway, kind of towards the, the center of this, like, you know, giant building. Do you remember that one where I got to play that piano? Oh my gosh, are they recreating that? I think that they might be doing a new day. The new what? A new day. It's a... Oh! One of our songs. Right, right, right. Sorry. I thought you were saying a new band or a new something, but... We need to find Moog. Yeah. I think maybe it's another... Another floor up. I thought the green rooms were here, but... I'm gonna go ahead and follow Allison then to where she thinks that the... That Moog might be. Yep. I go up another floor. All right, so um, before I check back in with you guys, I'll, I'll go back to James, who uh, you've made yourself uh, made your way into the building now. Roll me a, uh, a stealth check to get around the guard. Best I can do is three, and now I'm out of bennies. <laughs> It's actually enough because, like, for some reason, every time I've rolled this D4 tonight, it's been a one. <laughs> I think I should probably retire it now. Go with my purple one. All right, and so, yeah, you, you managed to um, squeak by and, and get around him. And you also noticed that at this very same time that you had uh, managed to get here, um, one of the other entrances that's just a few feet down... Um, <laughs> your anti-James that you've met several times tonight <laughs> is getting hassled by this guard now, too. And he's like, what again? What the fuck? Every time I've been at a place, what is wrong with you people? Can't you just get like, through one and then get sent through to the other since you've already been checked? What the fuck? <laughs> is this a sign seating or just... Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, a Well, it's kind of a little bit of both. There are assigned seats for like the sort of um, outer rings and stuff like that. And then there's like a big um, sort of open standing room area in the front. And then like right at the very front of that, like first, you know, for a few rows and stuff, there's uh, assigned seating again, or at least assigned standing positions and stuff. And your ticket is like sort of the general sort of um, on foot just um, in the middle kind of thing. Okay, I'm gonna go there. Despite how much it made me cringe, I'm actually kind of curious about witnessing my own life since I am a little bit, uh, you know, full of myself. Okay. And uh, yeah, you, you managed to make your way out there and um, move past all the sort of vendors and all that kind of stuff and through these double doors that open up into the large expanse, which is the the center of the stadium and uh yeah it's gigantic and there's this huge stage at the far end from where you're standing and um just as you're getting out there you notice that they're like wheeling this gigantic white piano onto the stage and um a bunch of uh other um 
roadies are kind of laying out cables and they're setting up this weird sort of um, it looks like a lighting system but it's a lot more like technological to it than just some lights and stuff and it kind of uh, sparks your curiosity a little bit um, the crowd goes all the way up to the stage pretty close within like uh, several rows of the stage and then like there are those kind of um, roped off like special VIP kind of um, front row for the time being I'm just going to become one of the audience okay yeah I'm going to switch to the others who have now gotten up to um, the, the sixth floor and um, you're starting to see a lot of people that look exactly like you but are in like really nice clothing like and, and look like they're getting ready for the show. All right. Interesting. What's interesting? The amount of people that have chosen to look exactly like us. Yeah, it's a trip just by the by itself. I don't know how you do it when you're also tripped out. You ever think you're them? We're all the same person. <laughs> Great Britain. <laughs> ah, that's how you get. If you through. really think about it, well, no, like I don't, I don't mean that flippantly. When you really break down your ego, you realize. Oh Jesus! That Starlet? we are okay. all. <laughs> Starlet, okay. Um, I'm gonna need you to make sure that Charlie keeps up with me. Um, cause she's not going to follow. <laughs> Charlotte then um, kind of nods exuberantly and then like sort of takes her arm and locks it around uh, Charlie's arm. Starlet, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Starlet. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. If I remember how these green rooms are laid out, normally the big one is over there. So let's... Do I see any like guards or anything around that would indicate that that's where Moog is? You see a few guards, like, sort of patrolling around, but um, they're not, like, you know, guarding one particular room and stuff. And they're they're incredibly sort of ambivalent to all the people walking around and stuff. Like, they're not checking anybody's IDs or anything like that. Okay. So I'm just going to walk up to, like, start looking at the door, uh, kind of side glancing, like, look like I know where I'm going, but try to make it not obvious that I'm looking for Moog's door. Oh, okay. You, you make it um, about halfway up this uh, up this um, hallway, and you notice that all of a sudden, like, um, you hear, like, a radio go off um, about, like, um, they're ready for set one, um, you know, send them on down, and uh, you see some of the the band members that are kind of hanging around up there. Like there was a drummer that just was like wrapping their hands with the tape and stuff like that. And then they got the call and started to um, walk past you guys um, to go play their show. As you're passing them, um, you notice that there's a guy with a clipboard um, running around kind of frantically. And he's like running in every single one of the doors and checking inside. And then you see him, come back out and um he looks incredibly flustered bro what's wrong uh, i'm trying to get all, all all everybody in a row uh i'm missing one of my bands completely oh, they're no. gonna be going on in like 
right after this one. I don't know where they are. I haven't heard anything from them. Wait, uh, this wait which one is that? Insane. Which one's that? Uh, the Growlers. The Growlers? Oh, they're shit anyway. How about, um, yo, my friend, um, Charlie and I, um... I got this, homie. I got this. Okay. Uh, you got what? Um, I, I got almost no time, and he goes and looks at his wristwatch, and he's just like, uh, "What do you want me to do, homie? Let me know. I'll go out there and I'll fucking nail it." Are there instruments on stage? What are for you us? saying? You guys are a band? Fuck yeah! Yeah, absolutely. Me and fucking Great Britain, we got this. You could really play, and you're not just pulling my leg. Where are the Aldrin squared? Come on, let's Fuck go. Fuck you, you fucking cocksucker! Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Tell you what, um, there's some instruments in this room right here. Uh, let's let's go in and hear what you got and uh, make it quick. Sure. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, he takes you into this room, and uh, there's an acoustic guitar and like a, a sort of um, cheap, like sort of, uh, it's like a stage piano, but it's uh, definitely not like hooked up to. Um, like any of the PAs or anything like that and stuff. It, it's just, just for... like a warm-up practice piano for backstage. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, and um, so he takes you in there. Here's some stuff. Uh, you know, let me see what you got. Okay. Are we rolling performance? Yes, you are. All right. That's an eight. I got a five. Okay, well, uh, damn, you, you proved yourself. Uh, Congratulations to taking the Growler's spot. Uh, I'm going to need you um, to be ready, and um, you can use the equipment that's that's on stage right now. We're, we're not going to be swapping that out between every band. That's just going to cause a ruckus. So uh, just get down there, and, um, and, and yeah, you're going on right after the group that's playing right now. Um, awesome. And, and please don't disappear on me. Every fucking time we have an event someone just disappears on me and flakes out and like uh, I know it's and, the worst uh, he like continues to talk to himself as he uh, you know continues to walk down the corridor um, busting Allison can we play habits please sure we can play whatever you want honey I don't fucking care oh goddamn right and Charlie is going to strap on a guitar and get ready Okay, so as we go downstairs, I am going to take the um, cat ears that were in a case in the museum and throw those on before I hit the stage. Okay, so you're going back to the museum to grab those? Or? Yeah, just real quick, running as fast as I can. Okay. All right, so... Um, <laughs> They're my pink ones. They were yeah. my favorite. <laughs> I'll just give that to you. I'm not going to make you roll for it because that's pretty cool. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, you guys, um, you know, get get down there and you're kind of just like just off stage. And stuff. And you can see that there's already like a huge crowd. This place is already, for the most part, all the way packed out and everything. And the, the lights are already, um, you know, down. And the, the show is like basically starting, even though it's not like the main event yet or anything. Before anything comes on, Charlie is going to put on her mic and she's going to whisper, The things I try to kill always turn into a habit. Habits form around me always turn me to an addict. And then she will walk out as the music starts. 
Okay, it's still not y'all's turn yet or whatever. But, uh, she doesn't give a fuck. Okay. So you, okay, you walk out and I'm going to, um, okay, describe what you do when you immediately walk out. And I'm going to be doing some back and forth here. She is uh, immediately going to start on the guitar and bass loop that is going to progress the song. Like, obviously, she needs Allison to come in if it's going to be complete. All right, and keep in mind, the other band is still playing right now. <laughs> Fuck them. So you had a guitar off stage. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Brian, uh, James Lamb, you notice that your uh, uh, compatriot... Um, Walks okay. out on stage while this other band is playing the show. Leading, leading in, leading into that, I want to uh, turn to the person next to me. Who is it? Um, it's just like some uh, random chuftins and stuff um, okay. to to one side, and then it's um, like some other kind of lookalikes. Y- you haven't seen uh, your doppelganger in a while, so you're, you're free from him. <laughs> Yo, this shit's bringing back a lot of memories here. Oh yeah, I used to listen to them when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. Love yeah, you band. ever you ever go to one of their shows? Uh, the actual Aldrins? No, I was I was uh, too young when they were still around, but uh, you know I, you know, wouldn't miss this for the world. I love them. Yeah, even these guys are pretty good. They brought up some uh, quality material here to honor us. I mean them. Yeah, uh, the, a lot of these cover bands are great. I, I've seen quite a few of them. You know, it's always been interesting to me to be from the crowd's perspective, looking up at the stage and seeing people walk out like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what, what is that person doing? <laughs> that looks like fucking... <laughs> that Charlie? Yeah, it looks like a third of the people here. And you see Allison come out and like try to tug on Charlie's arm, but she knows she's not going to be able to pull her back because when Charlie starts on something like this, you can't yeah. stop her. So you notice that the the guitar that um, Charlie's strumming and stuff it doesn't have any sound coming out of it because it's not hooked up yet right. um, to the to the you know house PA and all that kind of stuff and um, <laughs> yeah if you had the in ear headsets um, right now you would be hearing the um, the sound guys like screaming at you to get <laughs> off the stage <laughs> but since you're not queued up to go yet you haven't had them on yet so. Um, and anyways, the, uh, the Chuftin standing next to you that you've been talking to, Brian, he, um, extends his, um, I don't know, even know what you call it. It's, it's an arm, basically. It's got the claw thing on the end of it, like I described earlier or whatever. He extends that towards you. The name's Debra. <laughs> hey, that's a solid name right there, and I'm going to shake her claw. His. <laughs> or his. Isn't it, though? <laughs> Yo, uh, you ever seen anybody high on cocaine before? <laughs> you talking about, uh, you know, being a fan of the Aldrin's, you see a lot of people on cocaine. Because that was a pretty damn fucking uh, authentic walk when he's coming up on the stage like that. Like, I think that might be... You know what, don't worry about it. Okay, I mean, this music's getting pretty loud. It's kind of hard to hear you a lot of times. <laughs> it was nice meeting you. You kind of like uh, tapped you on the shoulder a little bit. Is there a path from where my section down to the stage section? Um, 
you can uh, like kind of make your way through the crowd and then there is like the sort of um, paths that they keep clear for you know um, emergencies and for you know going to and from and stuff like that like where the stairs are and all that kind of thing I want to see if I can make my way down alright um, you can make your way up to where the velvet rope is where um, you know there's uh, security kind of in between the, the rope and the stage so that I'm looking up at the stage right Yep, you're probably about, like, um, 40 feet from it or so. Alright, I'm gonna hang here. I'm trying to get a better look at these two people. Are they still on stage? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte, what do you do with, uh, once Allison tries to come and bring you back off the stage? I continue to try and sing my fucking song. <laughs> Charlie, okay. we're not live yet. Charlie, they can't hear you. Huh? They can't hear you. Come, come, we gotta get you hooked up. Come backstage for a sec. All right, Charlie, we'll go with Great Britain. As you guys are walking out, um, <laughs> uh, Brian, um, you notice that the security guard that is like right on the other end of this um, this velvet rope here, um, he like busts out laughing when he sees uh, them walk out on stage and that whole kind of thing going on and then like uh, he kind of turns to you and like kind of um, elbows into your side a little bit and he's like you see this shit and like you look at him and his pupils are so dilated <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably as I watch the show un- unfold I'm going to probably just try and stick kind of close to his vicinity Okay, the the rest of you on uh, on stage, right? Um, what are you going doing after you? Uh, I am get back from. The, I am um, waiting for Allison to push me out. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go and and do like the the sound stuff and get like the headsets and things ready to go because we're next. But I'm assuming that these sets are relatively short. Yeah, um, they're they're pretty short, like about 15, 20 minute sets per band and stuff. And there's a, a few that are going on after you guys too, okay. and stuff. Um, you you guys, um, you know, replaced a pretty early on um, set. Okay. Charlie is going to look at uh, Allison and say, "I have a song. It's weird. It's fucking stupid. It's called Money Problems. Are you in? Absolutely. What key is it in?" Um, or does it change? A minor. A minor? Okay, I can do that. So I think our plan is to uh, do those two songs then. Soon enough, uh, yeah, you get the the headsets passed to you and stuff. And like the the sound tech is royally pissed at you when he hands you the equipment and, you know, kind of chastises y'all. Listen, we were thrown in last minute. We're not even a band that was supposed to be in this lineup. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, whatever. Just... Don't do that again. I mean, holy shit, who would even do that? (laughs) And um, he hands you the headsets and he's like, listen to your instructions in the headsets, please. Now that we have them. Charlie will give a giant grin as she does not follow any of the instructions. (laughs) I'll do my best. um, Soon enough, you, you hear the... Soon enough, you hear the music fade from from that band, and you hear the um, instructions in your earpiece, like, "Okay, as soon as they're all off on stage, then um, or off stage, then you guys go up and um, quickly 
get connected to the PAs and then, um, you know, keep the show going, okay? Right. As soon as Charlie is connected, whether or not they are off stage, she is immediately going to start whispering the first lyrics of the song. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a performance check. That is a 10. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it coincides perfectly with the, the right amount of time of them leaving the stage and then all of a sudden before you guys are even out there this mysterious whispering comes over the, um, the speakers and um, I, I would say that uh, James you instantly recognize that that is the real um, Charlotte Greenman that's actually saying this part I'm gonna grab the guard's sleeve and be like yo that shit was hilarious when they went up on stage right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, wouldn't you fucking lose your shit if it happened again? Like, if I just walked right up there right now, that'd be so fucking hilarious. He's got this huge smile on his face, and his eyes, like, are just so... Like, his pupils are all dilated and everything, and his eyes are all squinty and all that. And as soon as you even mention crossing that line, <laughs> his face sobers up so quick, and he puts <laughs> a hand on your chest, and he's like, you better not fucking try it. Would have been pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah, it would have been watching your ass get slammed. I want to tase him. What? Okay. <laughs> I think that Charlie walks over as this is happening. Like, she's singing the song. She's going along with this music. And as she sees that James is encountering with this uh, security guard, she's going to place a hand on the security guard. And I'm hoping that that can impose like a disadvantage, maybe. Yeah, um, so I would say roll a uh, persuasion check and um, I'll say you get a plus two for the, the All right. you know, you currently being on stage. Eleven. Okay, yeah, um, he instantly like acknowledges that um, what you're trying to do and he's like, oh, you're part of the show. And uh, yeah, he kind of nods right. for you to jump over. Thanks, pal. I'm going to holster my thing quickly and then hop up, <laughs> go up the stairs or whatever it is. All right. Charlie will immediately pass James a mic because she is in this fucking zone that just feels natural. And so she's going to include the people that she trusts to make good music. And so she'll pass James a mic. Yeah, and as soon as, like, uh, all this, like, happens and everybody watching sees all this kind of stuff and they see the guy, like, come out from the audience and then get up on stage and the crowd is loving it and they're just, like, gushing so much right now. And then uh, once you have a microphone, um, roll a performance check for me, James. Charlie is going to uh, pass the second verse to James. I'm at the keyboard right now, by the way. And uh, why don't you roll me a performance to um, Allison? Ten. Um, Thirteen. All right. Yeah. Like, it's it's a marked difference between like you guys playing and the band that played before y'all, and the energy is just going through this crowd like fucking crazy. People are going bonkers right now, and like you, you can see out in the crowd just like constantly between 
when they're uh, yelling and having their hands in the air and all that kind of stuff. You see people like turning to the people next to them and like, you know, kind of getting them hyped up too. And you could tell that a lot of these conversations are like, they're so much like them, it's crazy. When we get to the end of the song, if there's any like moment of downtime in between, I'm going to slip into that song that everybody knows. Charlie will follow suit. All right, um, roll a notice check for me. Four. I'm out of bending, so that's a two. That's a six. Okay. Okay, so um, Allison and, and Charlie noticed that like when you start to transition into this song and it becomes clear what song you guys are about to play, you look over off stage and you see all the other bands that are waiting to go after y'all and simultaneously you see all of them start to cross that <laughs> off of their set list <laughs> and they all look pissed. And so after that like um, wave of disappointment hits all those people backstage like the, the crowd is just like eating it up and it's just like an amazing energy going on in there. paper you know the pamphlet or whatever that was handed out for everybody it still says the growlers so everybody's like growlers 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 <laughs> right <laughs> and um so you guys exit the stage um with uh that being chanted and um everyone else like that is gonna be going on after you guys are like holy shit that was fucking tight and so uh, now you're off stage again. And um, what would you like to do? I'm impressed you got in, James. Yeah. I'm not tired anymore. That shit's got me amped. That was really amazing. I forgot what that felt like. Let's see what they have to tribute us with. <laughs> you really want to watch the rest of these motherfuckers? Yeah. Why not? You know, since we're back here... I mean, we could start looking for the grasshopper. What? The Moog cat. Are we officially calling him Moog or Moog? Different people would probably pronounce it different ways and stuff. In, you know, the tradition of the um, synthesizer branded, it is Moog to most people, but some people still call it Moog, so it can go either way. Right, he's got to be around here somewhere. Based on previous experience with this thing, I'm going to look for somebody with an earpiece, some, some kind of director, probably the guy they talked to earlier, but I wasn't there. Yeah, you um, pretty quickly can find the stage director that's got a clipboard and an earpiece and is like, you know, just in a constant state of sweating and um, nervousness and everything like that. Yo, uh, you got Moog all mic'd up and everything ready to go? 
he's not mic'd up yet. Uh, he doesn't need to be down here yet, but uh, you know, he's he's up in the the, the top floor green room. Um, he should, you know, be down whenever we call for him and, and stuff. And, and you know, uh, uh, why? I'll just check in. He's a pretty important part of the show. I just want to make sure things are going smoothly. I can go up there and check on him if you want. I know about, I know about this mics and stuff. Oh, I mean, he's he's plenty fine up there. We're, we're checking in with him whenever we need to and, and everything. And you got you got him, you know, securely locked up there, right? There's some fanatics out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, there, there's plenty of security in the in the building. Uh, why? What are you suggesting? Fuck. <laughs> uh, listen. Um, <clears throat> I'll be right back. <laughs> talk to Alex. Before you finish your sentence, like he gets on his radio and um, he's like, "Hey, can we get a check on um, on Moog, please? Um, you know, the, the, some people were asking about his well-being and stuff. I just want to, you know, double check, make sure everything's on the up and up. Thank you. Bye." And uh, he sets his radio down, and uh, a few seconds later, gets a garbled, you know, message from one of the guards saying that they're, you know, on it. Hey, I appreciate that, looking out for him. Um, I just want to make sure the show goes smoothly, you know? Uh, no one wants that more than I do. My job depends on it. Uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back, walk back to Allison, and I'm going I'm to have kind of a wild look in my eyes, and I'm going to say, a bomb threat. Yo, we need a bomb threat. What the fuck, James? No, James, we need to let the show go on. We're going to go find him. It's fine. Think about it, though. The chaos of a bomb threat's gonna get us past no. security. James, you fucking moron. Okay, so after you guys got off the stage, um, the energy level went down quite a bit with the audience because, like, the acts that were following you two, you guys were not nearly as good. Um, the, the one that immediately followed you was actually okay, just not quite up to your level. And the one after them sucked. Like, um, it, it seems that, like, uh, having to cross uh, that one song off of their set list really kind of took the wind out of their sails. <laughs> and they just uh, could not um, really keep up with the energy. The the final of the opening acts actually did pretty well and got the, the audience all amped up again and everything like that. And so are you guys, like, going off to, to look for Moog while all these bands are playing or not? Yeah. Here's the thing. They say he's up in the green room, but we can't get in there. There's security just guarding the door James, and everything. We were fucking in the green room. How do, how do you think we got on stage? Let's go. I'm going to start walking. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it does not take you guys long now that you know where you're going to get back up to that floor. Um, and now there's like no musicians in there or anything because they're all downstairs, like in, a, in the um, stage wings and everything and there's a couple of security guards and stuff that are um you know kind of just chatting with each other and they see you guys walk up uh could i help you oh we're just coming back to the green room uh gonna miss out on a lot of the show well we'll go back down I, i'm really thirsty i just needed to come grab a couple drinks and we'll go back uh roll a persuasion for me i have persuasion it's not great <laughs> i'm gonna <bending> back <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, you passed, like, I don't know, about, like, maybe 20, 30 water fountains on the way up from the stage right. So, Yo, uh, we don't drink out of water fountains. We just fucking played the stage. You make us drink out of water fountains? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, you aren't, like, exactly headliners. I just look at him, like, 
Did you hear us? You probably didn't. We should be headliners. Regardless, I would like to get back to my green room to grab the things I left in there to drink. Yeah, I left my wallet in there. <laughs> okay, roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Mine's no better than hers. Oh, I got a popcorn. And a one. So it turns into a seven. He kind of looks at the other guard for a second. The other guard kind of shrugs, and then he looks back at you guys and steps aside and leaves the, you know, door, like, open for you guys to to go into. Thank you. There's, um, kind of hunched over Chuffton, like, kind of in a Argyle sweater, um, kind of pouring over a, a bunch of notes, and, um, he's got, like, a sort of scrapbook out in front of him and everything like that, and he's kind of, um, you know, looking through there and jotting down last-minute, um, you know, kind of edits to his, uh, speech that he is wanting to give. Moog! What are you doing, Moog? Uh, 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 what do you think I'm doing? I'm trying to get ready for the, for the memorial here. You know what'd be even better than having a memorial service right now? Having a fucking comeback! You remember the third thing we ever did? You were there. You were with us. They didn't have bananas, and I lost my shit. Do you remember that day? Wait, I mean, that would, that never made it into the, into the magazines or anything. It sure didn't. I'm just looking at him. He's, like, got this, like, weird side glance to you guys. Like, he's really, like, kind of freaked out right now. <laughs> Mo, do you remember the first time that you introduced us to how instruments worked in this galaxy? When we all gathered around and we decided that we could figure out a way to make an ancient, archaic music work in a new galaxy. Do you remember that, Moog? He starts looking around and he's like, you know, if this is like some sort of um, one of those prank video shows, then uh, that's kind of a fucked up thing to do. Yo, Mogi, you remember every time I shit my pants in zero graph? <laughs> You've got to be fucking kidding me. How, how are you alive? Moog, it takes far more than a fucking gamma ray burst to kill the fucking Aldrins. When, um, while you're saying that, he, like, instantly kind of, like, throws his, um, notebook on the floor and, like, kind of, um, skitters over to you three and, um, just, like, goes up to each one of you and puts your, like, face in between his, like, kind of claw thingies and stuff and looks at you, like, right in the eyes and kind of studies your face and stuff, um, and then, like, goes to the next one and then the next one. He's like, I, I can't believe that this is, I, I thought you were goners. Like, all, all of the news, they said that uh, everyone on there had, uh, had blown Moog, up. Moog, 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 we need you to go on as though nothing happened. Do you understand? Well, what do you mean? We are still dead. What? Charlie, what the fuck? Great Britain, we are in a situation that we do not fully understand. And if they know that we have survived their planned attack, we are in danger. 
So Moab must go on at... How do they know? Explain to me. I, I talked to our manager, and he was the one who told me that he fucking did it on purpose. Then either we were going to be back together or we were going to die. Okay, but it's still important to keep the fans on our side, would you not agree? So you think coming back from the dead isn't going to get them on our side? I think coming back from the dead when we're ready will bring them back on our side. We're not ready? Why the fuck not? Do you have new material, Great Britain? Because I sure as fuck don't. What do fans care about? New shit. And we don't have it. Right? Wow, this is like a lot to take in. Um, I kind of wasn't expecting all of this. Um, so you want me to to play along like all of this right now didn't happen? Yes. Play a new day. Get the crowd into it. Let us handle the rest. Okay, if it, if it's what you really want, um, you know, uh, that's that's always been, you know, my 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 thing with y'all is, um, you know, you tell me what you need and and I I provide it for you. Let's go down there. I mean, what do we need? Like two, three new songs? Or are you trying to get a whole album before we come back? One or two. We just need a hit. Right? Yo, you always need a hit. That's true, James. But fuck off, you motherfucker. <laughs> you low-life piece of shit. Yeah, I feel like we're back in the band already. Yeah, guys, I, I get it. It's really you. You don't really have to lay it on so thick anymore. <laughs> Charlie will blow a kiss at James. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, you, you all go down with, um, with Moog towards the... Uh, side stage of the performance the last of the sort of openers leaves the the stage and, and the the sound is starting to wind down and a lot of the um, lights in the in the place start to start to go down and it gets like eerily dark and quiet in this whole auditorium and everything and you're kind of watching from the from the wings and stuff um, out, out there and everything and then you see um, like a couple of lights um, that actually make quite a bit of noise were into illumination and everything. They're all pointing towards that white piano. You start to see like little bits and pieces start to coalesce together from these lights and it looks like, you know, um, something corporeal. And it makes the outline of a, of a figure that um, is all dressed in sort of a... Uh, shiny, glowing, stretchy bodysuit festooned with a bunch of, like, rhinestones and glitter and sequins. And then, like, um, it also has, like, this um, kind of outrageous uh, jacket with huge coattails on it and stuff that is in a similar um, fashion to to the bodysuit. And um, then you see, like, these um, pink and purple and gold and blue and all sorts of different shiny colors. Um, kind of come together in the form of an egg on the back of this jacket. Then you see like this um, just dark black hair um, kind of flowing in a outrageously coiffed mullet 
start to flow in the wind of the stage they have like a huge set of glasses on that has like all these sort of flowing feathers coming off the side of it you start to recognize this figure as uh the artist currently known as Fabergé holy shit who has been a mutual friend of yours um, for quite a long time the crowd is going nuts by the way this is one of the biggest acts that is like still currently playing you get the impression at this point that um it's like a sort of uh, holographic connection that's probably um you know done with an instant feed using um entanglement to some far away place wherever he's at in the in the universe and uh he kind of struts over um to the microphone and kind of does a little sachet and everybody like just like goes nuts over it uh he acts like he's about to pick up the microphone and then he puts it back down and he kind of walks over to the piano and kind of uh reaches back and flays out the coattails as he sits down on the bench and he starts to play a very familiar set of chords that's to the arrangement a new day and this um, piano just like kind of comes on softly and starts to play through these chords and as it does like the crowd is just you know it's the level of excitement that was on when you guys were on the stage um, just about an hour ago and um it's like an excitement that you can feel because the crowd isn't really being all that loud after the initial excitement of the figure appearing and um just you could tell everybody in all of the seats and all the stands are like just hanging on to every single note played on this uh beautiful piano and um then he starts to sing like reverberates over the crowd and um like you can tell that the lyrics are a little bit tweaked from the original song to kind of fit the situation and um like this echo is just like pouring through this giant open space in the middle and um the reverb from the piano is just um getting this like angelic tone as it continues on and um after this uh lyric he he stands up from behind the piano and kind of gestures over to the side stage where all of you are and uh, kind of gives this, uh, you know, come here motion. And as he does, you notice that um, the stagehands, like, that are just immediately off the stage, they start handing out um, these portraits of the Aldrins with um, little digital candles um, alongside them. And all the members of the cover band start coming out one by one. and. Um, you start to hear in your earpieces uh, the stage directions of uh, you guys to all like funnel in and sort of make a line behind um, Fabergé and kind of provide like a sort of uh, vigil as uh, he's standing there. Charlie is going to stand way too close to Fabergé. Like I am going to get way too fucking close to this man. Okay. Like his hologram. 
All right, and so, yeah, like, everybody lines up in kind of an orderly fashion, and you're just, like, kind of off, like, out of kilter with the rest of them, and you start hearing in your, um, your piece, like, uh, what the hell are you doing? Um, Growler's guitar player, you need to funnel in with the rest of them. Um, just, just stand right next to the... You're probably ignoring all this, I'm guessing. 137%. Yeah, and so all this, like, uh, stage direction becomes white noise to you and stuff. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, he, he doesn't take any notice to you standing out of place or anything like that. She's going to start singing with him. Okay. Um, you don't notice that you, you can't, like, hear yourself in the monitors or anything, and so you get the impression that your mic is not currently on. And so um, you're, you're still singing, but you're only hearing your own voice. Um, doing it. Is the live mic that he went and like did whatever stage thing to, is it still out there? Yeah, it's still out there towards the, the front of the stage. I go grab it. Okay. I'm going to bring it back to Charlie. You also, in your ear, are hearing like just your stage directions are blowing up in your ear like, what the fuck are you doing? All this kind of stuff. And there's still no um, reaction from the, uh, from the hologram thing like that and stuff right. so you get the idea that he probably doesn't know that this is going on and stuff but um the piano is uh still going and everything in this arrangement and um then he steps stands up and like you know the the piano bench kind of slides out from from underneath him and he uh <laughs> and goes and walks <laughs> to where the where the uh microphone just was and like he reaches up like it was there and he grabs for it and there's nothing there but you still hear his voice in the loudspeaker anyway when I first met Allison and Charlotte and James I wasn't who you see before you today no glitter no glam just a scared boy in way over his head in a studio trying to sound like the most popular thing at the time and struggling. The producers and engineers always getting angry with me for wasting their time. It got so overwhelming that I ran off as fast as I could. As I dashed through the hallway, looking backward, not forward, I crashed right into James Lamb. And the crowd is just like in complete awe. And they, like as soon as he said that he ran into James Lamb, there's a like just loud eruption of applause and everything like that. And then it quickly like I'm down doing his... the ooze behind this. Like I am fucking super. Like Charlie is super into this. As he says what I say to him, I'm gonna mouth it silently to myself in unison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so like um. The sound producers start to notice you doing the ooze, um, Charlie, and they start to like fade it in as all this is going on, and so you start to to finally hear it, and then um, and uh, Fabergé continues, um, and I'll never forget what he said to me. Hey, yo, you're moving too fast, like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yo, when you move it too fast like that, you got to make sure you're watching out in front of you, Holmes. Know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
And it was this seemingly inconsequential line that rattled in my head for ages. If I was going to move fast, I did have to look forward. It was shortly after that day that I changed my name. No longer was I Todd Abaddon. I was me for the first time. But it turned out me was already taken as a performing artist name. So I became Zap Moonstruck. And sometime later, I finally released my first album. An album that charted and got me on tour with the lovely trio we're remembering tonight. The music begins to swell and all the musicians on stage also start to fill in the ooze in that song. And um, and Fabergé like kind of walks towards the, the very front of the stage and he lifts his arms out towards the audience and he says, Why don't you join us, lovelies? And um, the crowd instantly gets on their feet and begins to vocalize along with all the musicians. During that, the holographic form of Fabergé starts to walk up to, um, you know, different musicians standing there with their, you know, little vigils and everything. And he walks up to one. How have the Aldrins touched your life, darling? And the first uh, short young woman says, I learned the keys by listening to their albums over and over and just playing along until I learned them. And then he walks over to the next one and the next one and the next one, each one getting like a sort of uh, unique kind of story element for, uh, for how that you guys had uh, affected their lives. And then um, at one point, like you start to see um, video feeds like pop up on a giant screen kind of uh, behind you guys. And it was kind of other professional acts that have um, known you all throughout the years. And one of them comes on. Um, Hello, Tita for Ghoulie. Charlie always had the best ways of getting crooked, you know? Like there were times where we would get so slush, we would wake up in other systems. Sometimes like just months or weeks or days or years later you know and like sometimes yeah, you'd, you'd wake up and you wouldn't have a dime left in your pocket and everything and you'd wonder how you're ever going to get home and then there were other times you wake up and like there wouldn't you don't even know how you got so much money you didn't start off with that much you know and i'm never fun, gonna forget one of the best friends i, I had in my life and everything. Uh, Charlie, this one's for you. And he takes like um, a flask of some, you know, really strong drink and pours two shots. And then he takes one shot as he pours the other one out in front of him. He's like, God bless you. Hey, yo, uh, this is dangerous, Dan, yeah. I, I came to make my peace, you know, and uh, got a, got big props for, for Charlie and Allison, you know. I did a lot of tracks with both of them, mainly Charlie. I love you, sweetie. Uh, I'm gonna miss you so much. Um, you know, I'm just gonna go out and say, fuck James Lamb. Charlie would have loved me saying that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, I got no beef with you. Charlie is going to beam and laugh so much at that comment. <laughs> and he does the thing where he like pounds on his heart and then does the peace sign and then it cuts off. And um, then a uh, 
a, a woman with like just this long flowing blonde hair um, comes up on the screen and she's holding some sort of um, exotic like um, tamarind kind of creature or whatever and um, she says uh, hi I'm Shoshana I worked with Alice in rescuing animals for the better part of the last you know for almost the entire time she's been gone from the band and uh, you know she was a great help in, in rescuing all these animals and, and we've done so much um, for protecting species from being completely obliterated uh, we've made whole habitats for, for saving these creatures and we've even done um, things to, to help conservation on a lot of these planets that are getting destroyed and uh, I would just to say I love you Allison and uh, until we meet again on the other side and um, she holds up she holds up the tamarind kind of like the one guy did with the shot for some reason <laughs> and you can tell she's not very like um, photogenic on screen or anything like that and um, and it cuts off and um, a couple other like sort of video testimonials um, come up on the screens and uh, then Fabergé continues down the line of the musicians that are in the audience and then um, he gets to you Allison first and he hands you the um, or holds the microphone up to you what have you got to say you know my favorite part was being on stage with them and just really just playing the hell out of the keyboard like when you say that like just with every other one of the testimonials too like the the crowd just like really goes up and, and gives a huge applause after every statement and stuff and even though yours doesn't quite make sense to a lot of them they all like applaud anyway and then um the the microphone and i just look over. at charlie and james like if you want to go for it and then the um, the microphone uh, goes over to James. And what of you, love? Yo, what up, Chuff System? Everybody, like, you know, goes crazy again, even though you didn't really say anything. <laughs> and then um, he uh, walks over um, to, there's like a, uh, one of those like hippo centaur things that is standing in between um, uh, James and, and Charlie. And then it goes, <laughs> and, and like you hear laughter from um, from everybody in the audience and everything like that, and, um, and, and the laughter kind of dies down, and then it continues, <laughs> and then you hear this like really long sad ah, <laughs> and then followed by more just like general applause and everything as it moves on, and then it goes to Charlie. You know, if you want to hear the truth, it's all my fault. I spent too much time injecting things into my veins and instead of focusing on my friends that I came here with and... At this point, the sound engineers cut you off, Miss Sinens, <laughs> and everybody applauds again. <laughs> And um, why don't you guys roll a, um, a notice check for me? 
All right. <laughs> Six. Oh. Five. Eight. Okay, so all of you notice. Um, yeah, the, the lights kind of, um, you know, are strobing and moving around the stage and all that kind of stuff. And, and like when you guys were answering this question, the spotlights were right on you. And then when it moves on to the next person, it, it like follows along with them. And so as soon as the lights weren't in your eyes again, um, you notice that when you look out into the crowd, um, you notice one person that stands out like a sore thumb. They're wearing a, a U.S. NASA astronaut spacewalk suit in the middle of everything. And it's just uh, something you notice. Yeah, uh, it goes through a couple more um, testimonials, and then there's like a sort of crescendo with the song, where uh, you know the ooh part, like you know just everybody in the crowd is in on it, like all the people on stage and everything, and um, and even uh, uh, Fabergé kind of um, belts out the part and everything, and uh, then he walks over and. Uh, to, to kind of the place where that first mic stand was and he acts like he's putting the, the mic stand back you know the microphone isn't there anymore and uh, he goes there's someone else here tonight someone that's known them for longer than anyone Moog please join us darling and he kind of motions uh, to the side stage for Moog to come out and the crowd goes nuts and the music continues but then starts to quiet down a little bit and Fabergé returns to the piano and then just starts keeping on playing the, the chords as uh, Moog comes out to the microphone. Greetings, LC Peeners. If you've been enjoying the show and want some more, the best way to get more is to head over to patreon.com slash lcpdnd. We do have some bonus content over there, but the more money pledged also means more time and energy that can be spent on the show creating content for all y'all. Additional support can be bestowed through writing reviews for us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you like to listen, and by giving us shoutouts on social media. We'd be super grateful. Lastly, we also have merch at sonerdware.com LCP. Use the promo code LCP at checkout to get 10% off your entire purchase, regardless of what you do. We would enjoy hanging out with you in our Discord server. Come chat, post memes, play weekly TTRPGs with us, and promote whatever you're working on. Find the Discord link in the description of this episode or head over to lcpdnd.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter for updates at lcpdnd. Follow Chris Riley, our GM, at chrisreillylcp. Follow Tim Demuse, who plays Charlotte, at idagrabyourgun. Follow Kim Metzger, who plays Allison, at Metzgirl, that's M-E-T-Z girl. She's also on the podcasts Beholder's Eye and Service Desk. Follow me, Brian Bridges, the player of James Lamb, a.k.a. Bust the Cat, at Manly Brian. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, fuck you, Brian. <laughs> Could have done it before I joined so that I'd hear all the shit you talk about me. I wish. I wish I had been talking shit about you. But that would just hurt my fee-fees. Good, you motherfucker. I like how you call me an incel, but you also call me a motherfucker. Hey, man. Checking, checking. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Um, yeah. Still.
I wish I didn't. Hold off on your hold off in your us till he starts singing. (laughs) Oh, bro. So I uh, fucking was fucking around with uh, trying to sing some Queen vocals and. I might have gotten a few text messages from my family like, hey, if you could shut the fuck up, that would be great. <laughs> so, you know, good times. Checking, checking. Checking, checking. Oh, you can hear me now? We've been yeah, able to hear you. Yeah, we've been able to hear you. <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> yes, every time all of us have responded, yes, we can hear you. Oh, well, I wasn't able to hear you then. Like, man, this thing was so fucked. I hate this computer so goddamn much. I hate this computer so goddamn much. Yep, I'm getting readings. We're good. I'm recording. It's like the first, like, ten minutes I was in here, my green light wasn't even lighting up or whatever, and uh, I didn't hear you guys say anything, and I was like, fuck, man, and I'm, like, going through all my settings, like... <laughs> You're a fucking green light, Chris. You should maybe put well, on a You know light what they say, try to try to be the green light that you want to see in the world. Roxanne, you don't got to turn on your green light. Roxanne. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like uh the day man night. Killer of the sting man. Ah. I clearly Nostrum do Pilates. Ah, killer of Shai Halud. Or wait, no, that wasn't Sting. Who kills Shai Halud? I have no idea what you're talking about. Sting was in fucking the Dune movie. Oh, fuck if I know. I, I was maybe 11 when I saw that movie. Whoever it was, I hope he turns around and kills Shia LaBeouf. <sighs> I don't think he does, unfortunately. I'm pretty sure um, Shia LaBeouf is unkillable. His point. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is much like how New Yorkers pronounce cockroach. He's a cockroach. Do New Yorkers really do that? <laughs> they really do do that. I've never heard of that before. Fucking this uh, theater major that I went to high school with, she came back to direct a play when I was going to community college. And she kept saying cockroach. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Kelsey? She was like, that's how New Yorkers say it. And I was like, oh, that sounds accurate. And uh, continued to be sarcastic for the rest of the evening. <laughs> was that her, like, getting into character phrase or whatever? <laughs> cockroach. Cockroach. I don't fucking know. We, did a, we were doing a play on fucking Vietnam. And she was like... No, you need to say it, cockroach. And we were like, wait, explain to me how this fucking young man from Iowa that's going to Vietnam uh, somehow has a New York accent, you <laughs> motherfucker. Anyway. That's borderline getting towards the, where the, the way the Hispanics say it. I thought that was the cucaracha. <laughs> yep. Come and get a mother hot. <laughs> okay, I'm recording now. <laughs> Say it like you mean it. Yeah, you motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't mean it before, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'm totally recording <laughs> now. How about now? I yes, it's la still cucaracha, recording. La cucaracha, la Chris is a giant douchebag. 
La cucaracha, la cucaracha. Brian gave you a tumor in your ball sack. Wow, this totally feels like one of those Mexican restaurants where there's no Mexicans <laughs> that actually work there. <laughs> you mean like when we went and got Mexican food, Chris? <laughs> well, I will give that place some credit. It was actually good. But uh, the place in the town, there's two Mexican restaurants in, in my town of uh, Gaylord, Michigan. Um, one of them, uh, the one that literally everyone goes to and is packed every fucking night is the awful one where all the food has no flavor and it's just like all white people that work there. And then there's an authentic Mexican one, uh, Mexican restaurant literally a block away that it's like half the seats are always open and it is fucking amazing and nobody ever goes there. I just do not get it. Gaylord, ah, fighter of the straight lord, ah, <laughs> master of the peen. So, can I tell you guys a real quick story before we get started? My uh, step-grandfather's name is uh, Gaylord Berg. And I remember I was 12 years old when my mom got married to my stepdad. And this man came to the fucking wedding... And my stepdad was like, this is my dad, Gaylord. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And he was like, no, Tim, his name is really Gaylord. And I went up to this man and said, hey, I'm really sorry for how much your parents didn't like you. <laughs> and that was my first interaction. Like, this man used to work for fucking NASA building Gemini space rockets. <laughs> and I went up to him and I said, I'm sorry that your parents didn't like you. <laughs> and wow. he had no idea what I was talking about because apparently Gaylord was a real name back in the 1940s or whatever. So when I first worked at a, a factory um, as a, a forklift operator, I had never heard the term before that Gaylord is like a, a big box on a pallet. And so, like, <laughs> wait, wait. And, uh, so, uh, at one point, I was like, you know, throwing all these like discarded car parts into this big cardboard box that I was going to go um, dump somewhere. And uh, I asked, like, you know, where do I bring these? And they were like, oh, over in the corner over there by the other Gaylords. And I, like Tim did, <laughs> busted out laughing. And I was like, what are you talking about? Those people that work in um, the whatever section or whatever, like the. Um, like the the one that our paint group was kind of always at odds with, like the um, I don't even remember what we called them or whatever, but the jets. <laughs> yeah, it was basically like a sharks and uh, sharks. <laughs> yes, the sharks <laughs> and the jets. <laughs> That's a completely different musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could I be? Dude, could I'm I be so one of the jets? Please. This is how we're starting the fucking session. Like this is. By yeah. far the best way that this is going to possibly started. So the Sharks and the Jets are actually in the nursing home. And it's yeah. the people who have like really bad diarrhea versus the ones who just have to pee constantly. <laughs> cha cha cha. Shartsons. Meet the Shartsons. <laughs> They're a modern Stone Age poopery. <laughs> From the town of poop rock so here's 
They <laughs> will shard all over Brian's tea. This is how this is how fucking bad my knowledge of pop culture is. I thought that I was singing the Jetsons song. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> I don't even remember how the Jetsons song goes. <laughs> What if I told you they were both the same song? <laughs> They're very similar, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I feel mildly better. Eh, you shouldn't, though. You're a failure. <laughs>